At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Got some interesting baseball games going on right now. Mariners and Yankees scoreless. Heading to the bottom of the seventh. Dodgers up 6-1 in the top of the sixth. And the Twins and the Padres have had some uh, good results from Juan Soto. They leave 3-1 in the bottom of the seventh. A homer and a double for the former National. Let's He's head. got a low ward. Oh, he wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say that. I just said Adley Rutschman has a better batting average than him. Uh, let's head to uh, let's head to our good friend Jonathan Von Tobel, co-host of the Edge here on Vsin. Follow him on Twitter at mejvt. Not only is he our senior NBA analyst, but wrote up the Mountain West for our college football betting guide, which is available right now, and is uh, got a close eye on a couple of divisions, which we'll get to in our NFL betting guide. But I want to start. Uh, with the Mountain West, uh, you know, it's been interesting talking to different folks. Uh, we had Adam Burke on the show. He was co-hosting when Sean was on vacation, JVT, uh, and he really is high on Air Force. And that's been a common theme around. But you and I, when we picked the Mountain West, both sided with Fresno State. New head coach, but Hayner's still there. Uh, who do you think is ultimately going to win the Mountain West? Yeah, and new head coach, but an old head coach, right? right? Jeff Tedford led them for three years, 2017, 2019, led them to two Mountain West title games, and they won one of those under Tedford. Fresno State did so. Uh, while it's a new guy stalking the sidelines, it's it's dude who's really tied in with that program. So it's not really a change there. Now, I like Fresno State a lot, Tim. And look, I think when you're looking at this, this is the last year of the divisions for the Mountain West. I think you're looking at an Air Force Fresno State Mountain West title game. So if you like either one of those teams, I wouldn't blame you. But for me, my money is going to be on Fresno State because when it comes down to it, at the most important position, they have the best player in the conference, arguably, in Jake Hayner. Hayner is a very good quarterback. I think next to Caleb Williams, you're probably putting him second in terms of quarterbacks on the West Coast. Not many on the West Coast are going to be better than him. Hayner's been fantastic. And remember, this team is battle-tested. Last year, 20-point underdogs. They go to Oregon, almost win that game, and they are covering wire-to-wire throughout that contest. Then, after UCLA upends LSU, they go to the Rose Bowl. Fresno State does wins outright. 
against then number 13 UCLA. So this team has been there. They have done that. They have a head coach who has led them to the promised land before, at least in terms of a Mountain West title. I like this Fresno State team a lot. And I haven't looked for a week, about a week or so, but in that book that you're sitting at, uh, the Circa had it at 3-1 to one to win the Mountain West, one of the better prices that I found out there on them to do so. I think them or Air Force at plus 450 are very good wagers for anybody out there who wants to get involved in this conference because I think Boise State is a team that is favored because of reputation as opposed to what they have on the field, specifically on offense. I, I like either of those teams. So if either one is your choice, I'm not going to disagree with you in any way whatsoever. But for me, it's Fresno State. You know, I'm a big Jake Hayner fan. I just love watching the kid play. You know, he's got something to him that makes you excited. You know, my only hesitancy with Fresno State, JVT, is the physicality that early schedule is going to have. I mean, Oregon mm -hmm. State, who a lot of people are high on, some people thinking they can possibly win the Pac-12, then you get SC, then you go to UConn, who, I mean, UConn's not any They're good. <laughs> but I'm just saying they did have a D-tackle, I think, last year drafted in the first round. So they will have, you know, a guy every now and then that is decent. And They're then terrible. you get at Boise. It's, I just hope that the wear and tear of that early season big Power Five bodies doesn't hurt them as they get into to their conference. Yeah, and Sean, I think it's a fair assessment of their schedule. Uh, but I, I think the fact that this team has done that already, right, when I talk about what they did in the non-conference last year uh, and still going on to win 10 games a season ago, I think it really helps them out. And, and you know, Hayner, too. Hayner's a guy that, remember, he entered the transfer portal in the offseason, was going to go to Washington, was going to follow Kalen DeBoer back to a school that he originally committed to before deciding to come back and playing for Tedford and the Bulldogs. So uh, I think that that's going to be a pretty tough schedule. And I'm really interested to see how they match up with USC in that game because while Caleb William and the Trojans and Lincoln Riley, I have no doubts that they're going to be incredible on offense. That is a defense that is being patched together with a lot of transfers. And you wonder how good that thing's going to be against a high-quality offense that not only has Hainer back, but his top two receivers and Jordan Mims at running back, who's going to run for over seven or ran for over 700 yards last year and looks like he could be a 1,000-yard rusher this year. So I would agree that it's a really tough schedule. But I also think if there were a team that would be able to handle it, it would be this Fresno State team that did a little bit of that last year when they faced Oregon and UCLA within three weeks. We're talking once again to Jonathan Von Tobel at me, JVT, wrote up the Mountain West Conference, a conference he knows very, very well uh, for our college football betting guy. We'll get to the NFL here in just a moment. Just curiosity, uh, the school that is about six or seven hours north of where we sit uh, up in Reno, uh, they got a whole lot of change coming. Uh, Sean, last night, I think off the air, was saying how bad the Wolf Pack will be. Uh, I looked up. it's Their win total, JVT, is down to four and a half. Uh, just how bad is Nevada going to be this year? It's going to be really bad, Tim, because one of the more underrated storylines, because you look, we we cut, we want to focus on the major conferences. Yeah. Jay Norvell, the former head coach of Nevada, leaves for Colorado State. So he just jumped ship to another team in conference, another program in conference. But not only that, he pilfered their roster. He took what was going to be their top two leading receivers. He took the quarterback of the future, per se. The guy who's going to take over for Carson Strong. He takes quite a few other guys, if we're talking about offensive line, defenders as well. So not only does he leave, he takes a good chunk of the returning production along with him to Colorado State. That's going to be the fascinating part about this. It's a, re it's a real rebuild for Nevada now when you look at this in terms of lack of returning production, having to patch things together when it comes to uh, transfers in the portal, not high-level transfers at that. Uh, I, I was surprised. And the guide obviously went under five because you're right. That opened up at five, and it wasn't really heavily shaded to the under either. We're only talking about, like, I think minus 125 or so for the Wolfpack on their original win, uh, win total, depending on where you look. Now, that's going to be a rough year for them. Them and Hawaii. 
Yeah. Uh, they are two teams that are very similar to one another in that their head coaches, their previous head coaches, uh, laid waste to the program in one way or another, and now they're trying to kind of rebuild on the fly here, and it's not really going to work. So them, yeah, Nevada, for sure. I think it's going to be even for a rough year. And under five, if you can still grab it, is a very good bet in my mind. Yeah, I've only made two wagers in college football so far. One of them is New Mexico State money line over Nevada in week one, and USF plus the points versus BYU. Oh, I like that one too. I actually, I think, I think the Bulls are gonna be pretty live in that spot. Humans and I were talking about the other day, Sean. Yeah, man, Jerry Bahan in there. Yep. Early reports, so they he got looks like really good. They got like 14, 15 guys coming back too, right? BYU, yeah. so it might be a little bit of a tough spot for them to cover a lot of points. I'm with you. Both of those teams, it's actually, I think, the two highest teams of the most returning starters yep. in the country will play each other in Week One. So uh, it'll be interesting. Maybe they'll cover the points. They ain't gonna win though. That's all I'll say. All right, let's get to the uh, let's get to the NFL. Uh, you've got some win totals uh, that have uh, intrigued you. We've been talking a lot about the Patriots. It has not been an enjoyable uh, training camp, at least from all the reports coming out of there. Win total sitting at eight and a half. Uh, I mentioned from 01 to 2019, JVT, they were uh, they had a winning record every single one of those years. Then they went under 500 in 2020, 10 and seven last year. You think they go back under 500 this year, under eight and a half? Yeah, so that's where I went. And, you know, humans and I, we, we joked around, but I think it was true. We called ourselves last year the most pro-Patriots show in the country, even <laughs> even including Boston. We loved the Patriots last year. Humans had a Super Bowl future. We were both over on the win total. Uh, we rode them throughout that stretch. Remember, there was that seven-week stretch where I think they went 6-1 and one against the spread. Humans and I on them every single time. We loved the Patriots last year. But this year, it's not so much. And I think I start with them defensively as opposed to everything we've heard offensively, Tim. This defensive backfield has been torn apart. J.C. Jackson's not there anymore. They have to bring in guys that are, of course, coming back from retirement off of a year, year off or so, so they can put some bodies in the secondary that if you look at it from a coverage standpoint from a year ago, the guys that are on this roster are not very good. And this is a team and a scheme that loves to run their man defense. So if you have poor corners that really can't cover – that's going to be a start of a pretty big problem. Kyle Van Noy, their third leading pressure guy from last year, is gone. He's with the Chargers as well. And the two leading guys in terms of pressure, Matthew Judon and, of course, uh, Barmore in the middle, uh, th that was it. Like, there's a big gap between them and the rest of this team. So I think this defense takes a very big step back. And then you mentioned all the other troubling aspects. Matt Patricia calling the offense, what the drop-off looks like without Josh McDaniels pulling all the triggers and the buttons in the back, or excuse me, uh, behind the curtain there for that offense and what Mac Jones looks like. But also just look at this team from a, a dynamic standpoint, right? No real dynamic athletes. You wonder if Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor could become something. There are some positives, at least in camp around him. But I think mostly when you look at everything they're missing from a season ago and then a schedule that is littered with coin flip spots or situations where they're going to be an underdog, to me, this looks like a year in which the bounce back is going to be real for New England. So I think they're winning eight or fewer games this year, and I laid that small price for them to go under eight and a half. You know, JVT, I couldn't imagine being a Pats fan. I mean, Brady's over here just shining and glowing, yep. and, you know, we're over here naming Matt Patricia OC, man. What a terrible time to be a Pats fan. And Joe Judge is, uh, don't forget, Joe Judge, quarterback's coach. So you got, you got right, the brain what, trust. What could go wrong? After the great job he did <laughs> developing Daniel Jones, you hand him Mac Jones. I mean, running quarterback sneaks on second and third down in his own territory <laughs> because he wanted to get rid of the ball last year. Yep. You are not nice to Director Nick. It is not, uh, it's not kind of. I didn't mention Nick. To, to I was talking to the Patriots Nation. All right, uh, JVT, before we let you run, final minute here. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year, I think, is a fascinating market this year. Crazy buzz right now in Romeo Dubs has gone down as low as 16 yep. to 1 in Green Bay. Uh, who are a couple guys that you're keeping an eye on in that market? So I'll give you two. Sky Moore out of Kansas City uh, tweaked his hamstring the other day. It looks like he's going to be fine, though. And by all accounts, 
He's been wildly impressive in camp, and that's a team that needs more, you know, pizzazz, more talent at wide receiver. You know, they have bodies in there and no names, but I think they're going to be looking for guys to step up here, and Sky Moore's got the potential to do that for Kansas City. So I bet him at 14-1. to 1. I think you can still get a better price up there. So I'd look, maybe 20-1. to 1. Westgate had that for a minute. And the other name, guys, Rashad White, rookie running back, of course, uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to be in a pretty good position. Really athletic dude, can do a lot of stuff. Leonard Fournette shows up out of way, or overweight. I think he's got a chance to be a Tom Brady's kind of go-to guy, and he loves his dudes that can catch it out of the backfield. I'd look out for Rashad White. He's about 40-1 to one to win that award. Music to Sean's ears. My number two rated running back in the draft behind only Brees Hall. There you go. I think he's got a really good opportunity. I can't wait to watch him. He's freaking good, man. Yeah, early reports from Tampa. Uh, talk to Joey Knight. Say he looks really good. He looks, uh, yeah, he's an impressive dude. JVT, always a pleasure, stuff, man. We JVT. appreciate it. Good to talk to you guys as always. There he is. Jonathan Von Tobel. Catch him on the edge with Matt Humans each weekday. It's the nightcap here on BC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams? Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city casts wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Tulane legend Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here. On Vsin, still some uh, fascinating baseball going on. Scoreless, still, Sean. What a pitcher's duel we've got in Seattle tonight. Luis Castillo going up against Garrett Cole. Uh, under first five, an easy winner, which is always nice to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has uh, been a hell of a game uh, out there in the Pacific Northwest tonight. Still scoreless, and the Padres trying to actually uh, get a win with all their new acquisitions. They lead three to one heading into the. Uh, bottom of the eighth, I believe, there uh, in San Diego. But Luis Castillo, seven and a third tonight, Sean. Three hits, no runs, a walk, seven strikeouts for the Mariners' uh, new pitcher. And then Garrett Cole tonight, after his last outing where he gave up three homers to the Mariners, quite the bounce-back performance. Seven innings, four hits, no runs, no walks, eight strikeouts, would imagine his night is done with 109 pitches. So it's been a, a hell of a performance out there 
uh, in Seattle tonight. By the way, if the Mariners lose tonight, lose this game, they will be tied with the Orioles for the final wild card spot. The Orioles have won 23 of 8. Sorry, 23 of their last 31, I beg your pardon. 23 and 8 over the last 31. One tonight, Rugen and Odor, big two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth as the Orioles beat the Blue Jays. Boy, oh boy, are those Oreos hot. I want you to remember a name. Rodolfo Castro. Okay. He's the second baseman for the Pirates. This fool was running the bases today <laughs> and slid in the third base and had his cell phone in his back pocket, and it came out. I saw that. <laughs> you got to take us. Uh, no, you got to text people when you're on second base. Man, well, How is that not illegal? How can you be that tone deaf to go on the field with your cell phone in your back pocket? Like, what are you, checking Twitter in between innings? Like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's uh, that's allowed. Jeez. All right, uh, a lot to unpack. Great stuff, as always, from Jonathan Von Tobel. Once again, yeah, that's he, was, my guy, like JVT. he was one of uh, one of the many contributors to our college football betting guide. He'll be writing in their NFL betting guide also, which will be coming out soon. I believe he has the AFC East and the AFC North. I wrote the update. You wrote the update? Yeah, for the college betting football guy. Oh, yeah? What was your update? The one that has all the correct oh, okay. opinions. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. K-State to win the Big 12, Miami to win the ACC, Kentucky to win the SEC East, like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, that. though, JVT had three things that he really liked. He's got a bunch of things. We couldn't get but to just all But the three that we got to. Yeah. Because we got time. We'll get him on again. Uh, Patriots under eight and a half. There's music to my ears. You know, I like nothing more than to stick a needle in the Nicky Pats. You know, one of the guys that makes the nightcap go as as often as possible. But it's tricky, though, because you love Mac Jones. You're a Mac Jones uh, believer. Again, the mad genius is going mad. I don't know what Belichick, I don't know what concoct. I don't know. What about Joe Judge's development of Daniel Jones in in New York over the last, what, two or three years? Uh, Three? Made him feel like I want to entrust the success of our young quarterback to Joe Judge. Oh, none of it makes sense to me. I'm just saying. You like Mac Jones. I do. I like guys that, you know, when surrounded with the right stuff, you know, make plays. So I, I'm, a, I'm in agreement. I think it's going to be a long season for the Patriots. You know, I don't think a lot of non-Patriots fans will, will lose any sleep or, 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 or miss any smiles. You know, because of that. Also, uh, he likes Sky Moore, although he did say, did he say hamstring? Yeah, apparently he tweaked a hamstring recently. Yeah, that's never good because uh, those can be tricky, but he likes him. 14 to 1 seemed really low to me um, for rookie of the year, especially pre. They haven't played a preseason game, so it's not like I mean, oh, he's coming off If you of can find off. 14, I'm looking right now at BetMGM 10 to 1. Yeah. Uh, we've got DraftKings 10 to 1. You know, it's been interesting, Sean. The market, because there is no quarterback expected to be a, a contributor. The numbers are lower on some one. of the skill guys. And you look at the movement, Jalen Tolbert, because of the injuries coming out of Dallas, he's now down to 10 to 1 at DraftKings. You can find a little bit better number, but his number has been sinking like a rock. We've mentioned Romeo Dubs, who I am so mad at myself because I on this show mentioned I was I didn't say I would bet it. I was like, oh, 100 to 1 is interesting on Romeo Dubs. He's in Green Bay, right? He's now 16 to 1 at some spots. Yeah. Um, I do like the Rashad White. Play, so Rashad White is 40 to 1. And still liked. available. And yeah, I think that's a fascinating one. So Leonard Fournette, I mean, you know Tampa as well as anybody. 
Um, and you loved Rashad White coming out of yeah. Arizona State. Yep, had him rated second in the draft behind only Brees Hall. I had him in front of guys like Kenneth Walker and uh, James Cook, you know, and guys that are more familiar. I'll say this. The only hesitancy I have with playing Rashad White is because of the issues the Bucks have on the offensive line, pass protection is going to be a premium, premium priority for the running back. And I don't think Leonard Fournette plays a lot of physicality, but he's a veteran. You know, Brady loves him because he understands the pass protections. And, you know, when he's making adjustments, he gets it. That's the only thing that can inhibit or hinder Rashad White is if he doesn't pick up the pass pro stuff quickly. Because I don't know if you know, Ali Marpet retired. Yep. You know that Alex Kappa is now with the Bengals. Ryan Jensen's out for the year, the center. So they lost all three interior linemen. That, that's scary for me. That, 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 that makes me nervous. Well, so let me not just with Rashad White, but because the running game is not going to be better. Do you think that this Bucks team is expected in some regression? Do you think the well, Saints, I thought they were going to regress a little bit anyway. Do you think but the I just Saints are alive I, I couldn't to win guarantee that anybody else was like fully believable. Like even New Orleans, like first year without Sean Payton. Now it's Carmichael's been in New Orleans there? for I think 15 years with Sean Payton, but it, can he call it like Sean? Then as soon as I really start believing in the Saints, because the Kamara news comes out that the NFL is not going to address and rule on that to after the season, Jameis twists his ankle. Yeah, but that was uh, quickly kind of again the severity. Put some, put some water. The severity on the of it wasn't as important to me as it was. Is Jameis snake bit? I mean, coming off of yeah. tearing an ACL, you know. Now we get right to practice. You twist the ankle. Like I mean, just you know, I like to read the tea leaves sometimes. Because I don't have to play anybody to win the NFC no, South, right? Not. So I'm trying to navigate yeah. it with the context of, okay, if I'm only going to bet four or five futures, what are the top four or five that I love? And I was thinking and looking at maybe Saints to win the NFC South as one of them. Yeah, it's a little uh, – you could find some, like, three three to one plus 310 type of uh, – and I was intrigued by it too. And, and I might still play it. Um when you look at you know the Saints at plus three ten at DraftKings, um, I just didn't know should I play that? Should I play over eight and a half wins? I do have a ticket on Jameis to be comeback player of the year, which I'm. Let's stay healthy, Jameis. Right, I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, I don't know how anybody's going to be Derek Henry for that award. <laughs> he should have won it last year when right. he came back from injury. The sarcasm is how's he even up for it? That's unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Uh, can we do it in two minutes? Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. where, who should go after Jimmy Not G? the Browns. Not the Browns. If, or my caveat was if they suspend Deshaun for 12 games. No. Okay. The Seahawks have been pretty adamant that they- if I'm Jimmy, I'm not going to the Seahawks. I, I, I Jimmy Garoppolo is going somewhere to hopefully play him with, play himself into a, a long term deal. I mean, you got to understand where the environment. That, that's, well, the I, I, that's what you're trying to figure out. I, I don't necessarily know that anything Giants. If I was him, I'd call Atlanta. They don't want him. They I'm, want. Just, they want Bryce Young. I know. 
They want C.J. Stroud. I know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe the Giants. That's what I'm saying. Maybe the Giants. If you're the Giants. But they got Tyrod. I'm just, there's not a lot of options at this I point know. in the season. How good, uh, what, where are you on, on Jimmy G? He's coming off the shoulder surgery. I mean, he's rock solid. Jimmy G's led a team to the Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game. And not a whole lot of quarterbacks that are still active in the National Football League that can say that. And then a lot of teams. And we're talking about in separate years. So I'm just, just saying, like, sometimes there's, there's an elite group of quarterbacks, but there's not a whole lot of those guys. There's, a, there's also a, a coordinator or a head coach and a GM who traded multiple first-round picks to move up to replace him. Yeah, the Falcons traded Brett Favre. Just because you do something, I mean, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> Brett Favre was a second-round pick. Him and Dan Reeves. Where Garoppolo get drafted? Eye eye. Middle of the first round? Second round. Yeah. They also got a big old fat contract, and then they said, we're good. A head coach who has uh, led, uh, led a quarterback to an MVP award. Putting that out there. It's a nightcap here on VC. This is the nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. And a weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon. Now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink. Responsible. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Still scoreless. Bottom of the eighth in Seattle. Rolled as Chapman. On the hill for the Yankees. Uh, by the way, it was Shohei Day in uh, for the Angels. Uh, all he did was throw six scoreless innings, struck out five, and hit a home run. They so, should have traded him. <laughs> they they could have got a whole lot for him. Yeah, they should have traded him. This has been a great time to reset because they're not going anywhere. Nope, they're forty-seven and sixty-three. Yeah, Shohei and well, Mike Trout's hurt right now, but he's always hurt. Not really, but. Yeah, really. Um, Padres leading four to one. That one in the top of the ninth. Uh, and Juan Soto's had himself a pretty good day there. Uh, two for three, Homer, and Josh Bell. A couple of hits as well for the uh, for the Padres. Brandon Drury had a had a long drive, but it was uh, robbed. So the newbies, and then Joe Musgrove doing some Musgrove things. Seven score, uh, seven innings, one run. It was a Homer in the first, struck out four, lowering his ERA to two nine. One. So this would be a nice win for the Padres. Uh, we'll see if Josh Hader can close it out here in the ninth. I want to go back. You should to, have doubled down on your Mariners-Yankees game before you go back to Just want to tell you, it's still 0-0. Zero, zero. I know. Yeah. Full game under. Mm-hmm. The only worry, I, only worry I always have about full game under, Sean, is... The bullpens. What's everybody else? Well, no, it's extra innings. I mean, the shenanigans that went on in your game that you bet. Yeah, they were going over anyway. I know they were yeah. over anyway, but I'm just saying. 6-6, six, six, I think. I mean, you got run line uh, to come home. A great slide by uh, That was tremendous by see, Acuna. Yeah. All right, so. All right, you want to go back to uh, yeah. what, Jimmy G? Yes. And the 49ers? Because the point that I wanted to add, and you had mentioned, you know, one of the things that you thought maybe was a, a negative against Garoppolo was 
the fact that the Niners gave up so much to go and get another quarterback, in this instance, Trey Lance. But the Niners just pushed all their chips in the middle of the table chasing a flush draw. We don't know that they made the right decision. I mean, that's that's still yet to be determined. But I also think they, they made the determination despite the fact that they got to a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Because they made the after they got a Super Bowl, but before they went to the NFC Championship game. Right. Right. And, you know, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo in. Uh, He's in, been good, not in Mike, in Mike Sando's tears that he talks to people from around the league, whether it be scouts, coaches, he has Jimmy Garoppolo at 16. Where is Jimmy in my tears, uh, Aaron? Do we have that? I think it was like yes. fifteen or fourteen. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I got him about the same. A little, I think he's a little like higher a little because higher I rate guys that have went to a Super Bowl like him and Jared Goff are going to be a little higher in my tears. So I'm eleventh. Yeah, that's insane. No, I'm just telling you. I just then you if you have him eleventh yes. as a top twelve quarterback in the NFL, then a my team, tears. Then a team in your eyes. So my tears aren't just about talent. No, I understand that accomplishments. Well, that's, factor into it, that's, in my opinion. That seems silly to me. Why would you do that? So if you're a team in the NFL, then you think that someone should trade for Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Right, but it has to be a situation where I feel like we're established enough around him that his deficiencies we can cover up. So I want to I do an exercise. Like, and, and just let me make, put a bow on the yeah. San Francisco situation. I spoke with someone within the 49ers uh, organization. Their entire issue with Garoppolo is health. Yeah. Like, they don't have an issue with his talent. Their issue is, well, they, their issue is he has not been healthy well, for a full season since he's been in San Francisco. And he's at that point in his deal, Tim, where you got to make a decision about giving him another four or five years at what now to go and rate his 40-plus million a year. And you can't right, do that. Right, right. So their whole decision to move on is based on his uh, inability to remain healthy. And I think – there's a lot of excitement, and we'll see. As you said, it's a it's a you know a push your chips yeah, in. They're, they're chasing a flush draw right here. I think the talent that's around Trey Lance, and if they if and they don't even have an ace high flush, they're chasing a, a jack high flush. And I just say that because of Trey Lance's inexperience. I think the 49ers win the division because they have a lot of talent, and I I trust in Kyle Shanahan to craft. An offense around yeah, Trey I'm not Lance willing to go on the limb like that with a guy that played one year at North Dakota State. I'm just, I'm just saying me. I understand. I hope Trey Lance is really good, but where in history, I mean, how many cases have we seen where a rookie quarterback, not a rookie, well, game started, he is uh, second year guy that hadn't played, comes out and just lights the league up. Because for them, I just he got to light the league up. I mean, he was the, he was the number three pick. I have an example of a number two pick under Kyle Shanahan that lit the league up in 2012. Robert Griffin the third, and they have more talent on that roster by leaps and bounds over the 2012 Washington Redskins. We'll, be, we'll see. And look, I mean, we'll see. The the Rams are still in that I, division. I, I hope the he's Rams, not. I hope he's not RG three. The Rams after what are, they gave up to get him. Huh. I just it? hope it's not like, okay, we're going to design something that fits his athletic ability and then he kind of dissipates and disappears well, and then gets ready to write a tell-all well, book. Is Trey, Lance gonna, after he retires. is Trey Lance a year after going to go into the uh, locker, uh, the, to the coach's office and say which place he's willing to run? Well, and then I mean, you, get, you, get the owner on his side too? Uh, you brought up RG3, not me. I know I'm saying. Yeah. Is, is Trey I'm, Lance I said I that? hope he's not RG3. I know. 
Yeah. But I want to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo because you're high on him. I am. So tell me what team in your eyes then. If so he, if he is the 11th best quarterback in your eyes. He's 11th in my tiers. Okay. Okay. He's then, in tier three. And you have Carson Wentz in there, right. just, if, just if, a reminder. Yes. If, and Kirk if, Cousins isn't in there. Right. So, so you have Carson Wentz higher than Kirk Cousins. The guys in tier three are guys, and granted, and Carson, Carson got injured. But the guys in tier three are guys that have started and led a team to – a deep playoff run. Carson Wentz didn't lead them anyway. I he players. got injured. I know. Okay, Nick Folk played. Nick, I said Nick, that. Nick Folk should be there. No, in that's tier three. I mean, that's he why, won the Super Bowl. See, this is why it says Sean King's quarterback. I'm just tiers. saying it doesn't say I'm Tim poking, Murray's. I'm poking holes into your. But you're not. You're just asking questions, and I'm giving you answers. You don't agree with the answers, but that doesn't mean you're poking a hole into it. You know, I'm telling you, you said tier, your three. tier three guys led right. someone deep in the playoffs. Right. Carson in, ultimately got injured that year. Didn't even play in the playoffs. Right. He did it. But he was the regular season guy. Would he have Not made the, the same run? I don't know. Matt Ryan, I, I just think, you know, he's kind of gotten unlucky a couple times. They've had some really good teams in Atlanta, never really been great on defense. Yeah, they were you know? they were up 28-3 in the Super Bowl. He won an MVP. Yeah. I don't I don't right. I don't Jared Goff, I mean, he has Come some on. limitations, but he led the Rams a, a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. You know, Garoppolo, he led 49ers, a Super Bowl appearance, and a, a NFC Championship I think the appearance. guy who just got an extension in L.A. might have more reasoning to why they went to the Super Bowl that year. And that's why you see Matthew Stafford in Tier 1, clown. <laughs> that's why he's in Tier 1. Whoa, whoa. And Jared don't Goff get, is in Tier 3. Don't get all offensive. I'm not getting don't, offensive, don't get but I'm, you brought up a guy that's in Tier 1. Jared Goff, you can't realistically say that Jared Goff is a top I mean, that's how, that's how I rank quarterbacks. I mean, it, it, it but, is what it is. But what I want to say, though. The Tier 2 guys are the guys I'm, that are extremely talented. So in your eyes, should the Minnesota Vikings go acquire Jimmy Garoppolo? Because he's better than Kirk Cousins. I don't think so because of Jimmy's injury history. Because you got to understand, just because I have a, a quarterback in a certain tier, you have to take price point, you have to take injury history, you have to take age, you have to take what your current situation looks like. Like, all of that stuff matters. Like, Garoppolo needs to go somewhere where that team is willing, if he has a good year, to give him a four or five year extension that's going to be 100 but plus no million one, dollars. No one's going to do that. Well, because he's not good enough. If he goes to the Giants and he wins the job, and they end up being an eight nine win team, and he plays really good and stays healthy. He could get that there. I, I know Houston's That'd be a in terrible love. decision by an organization to do what to give Jimmy Garoppolo over a hundred million. Well, well, here, well, here's the deal, and, and and here's where I stand on, on what you just said, Tim. The the price of the brick is the price no, of the brick. I understand that, right? It's, it's not about whether they're worth it. It's about if you're a starting quarterback right now and you're up, you got all the leverage. Because that's what they're getting. But I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is good enough to get that right now. Now, if he does it, I meant to no. Him. I said someone where he could potentially, if he plays well and stays healthy. But if you're the Giants organization, do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy that could take you to the next level? I don't know that. I wouldn't go into it like let's just say I was Mr. Mar and I own the Giants. Mm -hmm. I would go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo because I know Daniel Jones isn't it. I would get Jimmy Garoppolo. And I feel like with Kadarius Toney and, uh, gosh, what's the kid from Northern Illinois that played for the Lions that uh, the Giants gave all the money to? Drawing a blank on his name. No. Um, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney. If Wondell Saquon, Robinson. Wondell Robinson from Kentucky. If Saquon Barkley's healthy, that's not a terrible core. And then I love the Giants' D-line. So, I mean, 
big thing is can Garoppolo stay healthy? We'll wrap things up. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. This is the Nightcap on At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare he's in the sports betting network College Football Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up early. And for a discount of $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your betting options, for all your options, and become part of the Sports Betting Network. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. What are you looking at? I'm watching the meltdown. There's a meltdown happening in San Diego. Josh Hader in for the save. 4-1 was the score entering the top of the ninth. Josh Hader has gone walk, single, hit batter, walk, and a run has scored. No outs. I think he went walk, walk. Walk, single, hit batter. Yeah, that's basically walk, yep. Still no outs. He's got a oh, oh he, got, he got a lucky got call. Lucky. Oh, the ump helped. Ump must, J- ump must have bet the Padres. JD Davis rung up on a uh, on a pitch that might have been a little outside. And we got our good friend Derek Stevens with the Circle of Sports Stadium Swim. There you go. Logos behind home plate. That's not even close. Oh, they just showed the stat cast. <laughs> not even close. Man, bailing oh. out the closer there. But you and I are both Padre guys. Yeah, maybe they go to the same hair salon or something, you know. <laughs> he does have some sweet yeah, flow. Hater definitely go to the barbershop with that. Well, the Giants have uh, kind of been a bugaboo there for uh, for Mr. Hater. Uh, he, remember, gave up six runs against the Giants when he was a member of the Brewers, including a walk-off 
grand slam right before the All-Star break to Mike Yastrzemski. So Brandon Belt now at the plate in the top of the ninth inning. Mm. Man, Padres, they blow this one. Ooh, man, that fan base is not going to be thrilled. And they will be, if they lose tonight, I believe they'll he's be. He's going to walk another guy. Oh my gosh. I don't know if he's ever known what the strike zone is based on the way he's pitching tonight. I believe they'll be tied, Sean, with the Milwaukee Brewers for the final wild card spot if they drop this one tonight. Milwaukee won earlier tonight, mm, mm, uh, mm. five to three. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. By the way, the team that they're chasing, uh, the Dodgers, all they do is just win all the time. Oh, now he's squeezing oh, him. Oh boy! I wish you guys could watch this. It's a full <laughs> meltdown occurring in San Diego. <laughs> I, I just, just, I just want to bring up. Uh, the last time that uh, Hater faced the Giants, and it was was it yeah Mike Yastrzemski. I thought it was a grand slam. I think it was a grand slam to end the game. He gave up six runs in the ninth inning. Well, it's three one right now. Bases are loaded again. The game was four one when Hater entered top of the ninth. Nobody on. Uh, it's probably about to be 4-3 here in a second with only one hit allowed. <laughs> <laughs> you can't find a strike zone. This is crazy. And remember, I mean, oh, there it is, ball four. <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> and, and remember this. You know, Adam Burke was filling in for you right around the trade deadline. This trade goes down. A lot of people are scratching their heads like, well, what did the Brewers just do? Oh, I was scratching the head. Like, what were the Padres doing? But the only thing that made sense, I thought they kept Rodgers. I didn't realize that Rodgers, I don't know, man. So they gave up two prospects <sighs> and Josh Rodgers and Denilson Lament, who has uh, since been picked up. Uh, I forget who claimed him, but he's he's gone. I mean, no offense to, 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 to good hair. <laughs> When's the last time? Good hair? <laughs> A, a big time closer came in, with, you know, with locks hanging everywhere. I mean, come on, man! Those guys usually got like that bull in the ring look, like that hard nose, like they don't clean their fingernails, kind of, you know, demeanor. Oh, clean their fingernails. <laughs> I mean, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he just came from you know high end salon out there. In gotta, the I gas gotta, I gotta go take a look at the live line and see what uh, what we're looking at here for. Uh, for the old Padres. Longoria going to help him out. You know, Longoria bat speed is gone. That's my guy, man. Oh, he played for that minor league team in Tampa? Yeah, he was really good when he played for us. <laughs> uh, looks like your live line, Giants plus 185. If you want to believe in the meltdown. By the way, here come the Twins. They just hit a 2-1 homer. It's now 8-3. Here come the Twins in what regard? To win the, to, to win the game. To try to... Yeah, I'll take Byron a, Buxton, that's his 27th home. I'll, heck of I'll, a take a, I'll take you on a cigar bet on that. Nah, I'll pass. <laughs> I just want my boy Hater to get the Padres out of this. Uh, What's crazy is a deep fly ball ties the game up. Yep. One out, top nine, 4-1 lead for the Padres. Padres coming into tonight, Sean. So they traded for Juan Soto the first night with Soto, with uh, Drury. With Drury. Josh Bell. Josh Bell. They went 9-1. to one. Yep. Since then, they've lost five in a row. And their odds, I think those are outrageously long. Minus 475 to make the playoffs. Like, you and I are, are invested in the Padres, so I'm not going to 
put the bad mojo out there, but plus 370 for them to miss the playoffs? Mm. Mm. I mean, those odds might be tweaked tonight if they were to blow this game, but I mean, this is a team, <laughs> This is a big at bat for Hater. Absolutely. 0-2 count. Here we go. Oh. Hater's up to 33 pitches in this outing. <laughs> they have lost five in a row. <laughs> Meltdown City. Man, these closures, I don't know what it is, man. The only guy I've ever watched that you never really worried about was Mariano Rivera. That's true. Greatest He's clo- the only greatest one. Greatest closer of all time. Everybody else, man, they have you in, in you know, where you oh. can't breathe. That's why the Brewers tried to sell high on Josh Hader. Your boy, uh, Evan Longoria, back hanging in there. I mean... Hater, he's going to be a starter after this. He's going to be up to 60 pitches. By the way, I haven't gotten over. your opinion yet on, and we'll, we'll keep you updated here, mm-hmm. on the Stafford elbow issue. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. Nothing? Yeah, that's he nothing. He ain't practicing, really. Yeah, I know. But coming off a of Super Bowl, they played a long, long season. You know, he's an older player. Who too? I'm not worried about it. Now, if he misses the first game of the season, then I'll be worried. Up until then, I'm not worried about it. I got bigger issue with Joe Burrow and the appendectomy because he's young. Now, when you get Stafford's age, man, listen, I went to training camp with the Steelers, and I saw Ben Roethlisberger walk in the quarterback room day one and say, I'm going to go full day, half day off. He just told him when he was going to practice. Well, Rodgers took off today, too. Took yeah, the, so those, little, those older veteran day. Yeah, those veteran guys, they, they do that. Do you have any worries about the Rams this year? Yeah, history. And oh, great play! Wow, He's still gonna score though. Still gonna tie the game. And a blown save for Josh Hader. Heck of a play by was that Jerickson Profar in, yeah, in left field. What a play! Tremendous play. Oof. But Josh Hader has blown a three-run lead. So I just want to go back and check Hader, Sean, his ERA was at the All-Star, or after the month of June, was 1.09. Mm-hmm. Right before the All-Star break, he had a blown save against the Twins where he gave up three runs, blown save against the Giants where he gave up six, and then he had another outing where he gave up a run, and uh, he just got pulled from the game. Yeah, way to go, manager. Let him blow the game and then pull him. So Josh Hader... The big acquisition in the offseason, or excuse me, at the trade deadline, in addition to Soto, who, by the way, hit a homer tonight. When's our boy Dylan Cease pitch again? <laughs> Got to have our guy on, man. Cody? Yeah, Cody. Cody Decker. I get Cody on this week. Talk some baseball. <clears throat> Do you have no worries about Stafford? None. Do you have any worries about the Rams? Yeah. History. I know. That's yeah. why I think the I think the Forty Niners win this division. Uh, again, you're 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 pushing all your chips in the middle with a jack high flush. They led by double digits. You're pushing your chips in the middle, chasing a jack high flush. You have no idea what you have in Trey Lance, zero. And it's unfair to him that we're gonna make a evaluation on who he is. Before he he gets to his tenth start of his NFL career, oh, we'll be high on him when he wins the division. Could happen. I think it will. Could also go and stink it up. 
and then come out next year and be great. <laughs> hey, thanks to uh, Sam Munson, Jerry Dulac, and uh, Jonathan Von Tobel. For Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare